This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the TGT Stadium. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you happen to be. This is the Guna Talk, the morning show, of course, where we talk all things Arsenal. And specifically in our Arsenal transfer show, get a lot of your thoughts in our live chat box as well. Thank you so much for joining me and making this part of your morning routines. Uh, Let's jump into the chat box and see who we've got joining us today. Good morning to Matt, to Jose, to Blackshine and Kaiser, Martin and Stevie. Good morning, guys. Olu and Ozzy and Steve and Simon and Ronald. Uh, We've got Wadham. Uh, We've got uh, Wadham Lodge, uh, named after an entire house. Incredible. Uh, Jay, Tony, good morning. Andreas and Jake, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And everybody else, of course. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's crack on, as always, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. We've just hit 25,000 subscribers over there. Thank you so much for the continued support on the channel. Always much appreciated. Uh, And we move through our stories, beginning with Mazid Agungbo, uh, who has left the club on loan. This is a really good move for us, actually, because if you consider the fact that we've got so many players at the moment going out on loan, a Conquo, uh, we've obviously had the likes of last season. We had so many players, Matt Smith, but Mika Biereth this season has gone uh, to Denmark, I want to say, to have a, uh, hopefully a really good season. Actually, no, I think it might be the Netherlands. Um, but Mazida Gumbo has joined Crawley Town, a team that I know next to nothing you know, about. I know that they had a fair amount of investment a fair few years ago, but I don't think that's changed drastically uh, in, in more recent times. But Gumbo will get more... Regular game time has been playing at left centre-back, can play left-back, can play left-wing-back. You know, he's a versatile defender. So we wish him the absolute best and hopefully he comes through with a good season. Balogun is closing in on his loan to Rem. There's an expectation that could be announced today. Uh, the England youth striker will move to France to play there for the season, get a really good experience whilst out there. Hopefully it's, uh, it can have the same kind of effect on him as it did William Saliba playing in France. He's going to play regularly, which is good, and play at a level that's going to challenge him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to Rem next year. Uh, Pablo Marie, uh, we talked yesterday about him closing on a potential deal to Monza on loan. There has been some suggestions that a permanent exit could take place, with some reports saying that Flamengo 
are in talks. However, what looks more likely at this stage is still that Italian move with both Monza and Hellas Verona, both intrigued by a potential deal for the Spanish defender. Now, Bert Nano is expected to have his move to Fulham announced possibly today. £8 million is the transfer fee. We've been talking about this for some time now. Uh, but he is expected to complete that deal to Fulham. He could even be ready to start their first game of the season this weekend. If not, of course, he will be involved very soon against who? Us. Because uh, we play Fulham very early on in the season and could end up facing Burn Leno very soon after, of course, he's moved there. Expect him to have an absolute blinder when we go and play Fulham. It's just, it's just destined to happen at this stage. Uh, Lucas Torreira. Uh, skipping too far ahead, uh, looks to be on his way out of the club finally. Galatasaray, of all teams, agreed a 5.5 plus 1.5 million euro add-ons deal uh, to sign the Uruguayan international. I find this really quite strange um, for a number of reasons. The first reason that this is a 7 million euro deal, so you're looking at what, 5.2, 3, million pounds? Is there really no Italian clubs with all the interest that there supposedly was that would have signed Lucas Torreira for that amount of money? None. And if so, why haven't they? Uh, it starts to ask some questions. You know, Fiorentina were previously, you know, looking at him. Roma, Lazio, Sampdoria. There's been loads of teams. Valencia even, who don't have much money. And you'd think a deal at around £5 million would have been beneficial to them. Why is it now that Galatasaray are the team? A player, a player that was desperate to go to either Italy or Spain is now going to Turkey. It's a very, very odd one that I can't quite wrap my head around and perhaps we'll get some more details on this in the near future. But it is a very, very strange one that I am struggling to understand. But from an Arsenal perspective, I'm glad he's moving on. I'm glad this is a situation that will not plague us anymore. And uh, Torreira will no longer be associated with Arsenal in a permanent fixture. And uh, he will move on to pastures new. Now, potential incomings, both Lucas Paqueta and Hussem Awar are not seemingly likely to join Arsenal this summer, but they could be on the move. Manchester City are being very heavily linked now with Lucas Paqueta as a potential replacement for Bernardo Silva, whilst Leicester City are looking at Hussein Awa as a potential replacement for James Madison. Uh, lots of Arsenal uh, kind of uh, transfer heritage, if you like, involved in these potential moves. Arsenal have been linked to both players. They've also been linked to Madison uh, and, of course, have even been linked in the past to Bernardo Silva. So lots of Arsenal in a deal that doesn't seem to be involving Arsenal with either. But uh, if Leicester lose Madison and getting Awa, that is quite, in my view, with respect, a downgrade in quality to a player of Hussein Awa's level. Uh, and Madison going to Newcastle is a little bit of a strange one. But Madison, yeah, leaving for around £60 million. You know what's going to get said. You know there's going to be people out there that are saying Arsenal should have spent £60 million on Madison. Doesn't. You know, it doesn't fit into the team at the moment, which at the moment is is not a thing. The doorbell's ringing, but they're going to have to wait, I'm afraid. I've got more important things than answering the doorbell. Uh, Yuri Tielemans is our headline story of the day, who is supposedly getting quite impatient, uh, looking specifically at what he might bring to the team. Rogers uh, has said, Brendan Rogers, there is that possibility that he leaves. But there has been and has not been anything for him. We haven't had any approaches to that club 
uh, on that. Of course, it is in the back of the mind, that sort of what-if scenario, but he doesn't want anything to drag on either. So, seems as though uh, he is getting a little bit impatient, not wanting things to drag on. Strange, considering the door, the door, considering uh, the floor being that, you know, this is dragged on for a very, very long time already. You know, we're already in August now. It was a deal that both Leicester, Arsenal and uh, I think Tielemans as well would have liked to have seen sorted much sooner. Arsenal haven't been able to move on the players they've wanted. They've also been looking elsewhere at other potential targets that they would favour. Yuri Tielemans to Arsenal is still a deal that's very, very possible, but... I, I just don't know when it's going to happen, if at all, at this stage. You know, I think Arsenal moving on to Rera is obviously a good step in the right direction and could help with any potential move for Tillemans. One out, one in, maybe. But I do think that Ainsley Maitland-Niles would probably have to be moved on if, um, you know, if if we want to see uh, a player like Tillemans come into the club, surely we have to move on those players first. Uh, but Tillemans is, is, is a player of, of real quality who I'll be really disappointed if we don't see him join the club this summer, and if we don't sign anyone in midfield, it will be a, a ge- it will be a genuine frustration um, if Arsenal don't bring in any central midfielders because it is still for me such a crucial area that Arsenal need to strengthen this summer and give themselves more options, more depth, and more quality. And that's all of today's stories. Not a, a long show in regards to uh, stories, which means we get a little bit more time to answer your questions in the chat box so if you do indeed have any that you'd like to throw in now is the time to start getting them in there and we will try our best to answer those questions as quickly as we can Okay, let's jump into the chat. Let's see what questions we've got from you guys and let's see if we can answer as many of them as we can. Uh, Dirks asks a very interesting question. What does agreeing personal terms actually mean, especially when the two clubs haven't agreed on a fee? It basically just means that once a deal is agreed between the two clubs, that personal terms won't be an issue because the contract length, the wage, the openness to sign, that's all have kind of done by that point. It's a strange one because you start getting into the blurry world of is that tapping up a player if you're agreeing personal terms with someone before they've even left it does seem a bit strange doesn't it so but the yeah it effectively means that there is no issue in regards to wage or the player's desire to join the club and length of contract all that stuff that seems to be what personal terms is it's usually where clubs contact a player's agent and get a feel for the player um, in terms of whether they'd be open to the move and you know with the agent they talk and, and would agree on terms that would then be passed along, I suppose, to the player. It's going to be an intriguing one whether or not this deal that has apparently been agreed with Tillemans for some time does end up getting completed with Arsenal trying to sort out a deal with Leicester if they ever bid, because they are still yet to bid for Yuri Tillemans. That is the strangest part we feel of this one. Uh, let's go to Denzel, who says, why are we not considering Adama Traore as a potential transfer option? Because he's not good enough. Um you know, when you go on loan to Barcelona like he did last season and offered pretty much next to nothing there, I don't really think that Adama Traore is the right player for Arsenal at the moment. Stylistically, just not does not suit what Arteta 
is looking for. Um, Thirteen hundred says, "Hey Tom, considering Leicester are selling Schmeichel and potentially Madison, do you think we should be moving faster to complete this deal, as they wouldn't want to lose another first team player?" Unfortunately, it doesn't matter how many players leave because Tillemans' situation is quite dire regarding just having a year left on his deal. I don't think they'd have too much of an issue selling him. Uh, even if they got rid of those players because the, the situation with his contract means they're going to want to try and maximise the amount of money they can get from that deal. If they keep him for another season, they're going to lose him for absolutely nothing. So that's the issue that they have. Uh, Lin says, I think there is someone else they are trying to get in. And if we can't get them, then it will be Tielemans. I have to agree with you, Lin. Uh, Supercat says, morning, Tom. Do you know if Torreira has agreed personal terms with Galatasaray or how close he is if he hasn't? Um, it seems to be that that deal is progressing and he looks like he will be on his way to the Galatasaray very soon. So it seems as though that's uh, a deal that's pretty much done at this stage. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Dad says, Tom Balogun is going out. How important is a wide forward and who is that mystery wide forward? Um, look, Balogun leaving obviously puts more pressure on the club to make sure they've strengthened the forward line because now you've only got your two out-and-out strikers in Nketiah and of course, Gabriel Jesus. Martinelli could play there. Smith Rowe could play as a false nine potentially, so could Vieira. But we need to make sure, in my view, that we've added some strength and depth and quality to that forward line, especially a wide player that can play centrally to give us that option. I don't think you're going to find a striker of enough quality that's that's the willing kind of to move or that fits the profile or that fits the plan that we're going to do this summer. I know there's suggestions that, you know, we've got Jesus. He can play in wider areas as well. But who, what striker are you going to sign? Um, what, what striker are you going to bring in um, that's going to want to come, that knows that Gabriel Jesus is the starting number nine? It's very difficult. Whereas a wide player, you know, you bring them in, they've got plenty more opportunities in terms of playing in wide positions as a starting striker. Pepe, you'd think, might move on if that happens as well, opening the door further. I think it's more of a realistic you know, signing. I think there are also more options that are gettable in this kind of context of the window at this moment in time. So, yeah, a wide player, I think, is much more likely than an out-and-out striker and makes a lot more sense at this stage as well. Um, Good Jake says, Tom, what do you think of Ziyech for 8 million? Is he really going for 8 million? Uh, that would seem quite a low amount of money. Um, if Ziyech is available for 8 million, I'm 100% taking it at Manchester United. I've just seen the first tweet pop up. I've not seen uh, United exclusive says Chelsea are willing to let Ziyech leave for 8 million pounds this summer. Apparently, well, that was July 28th, that story came out. That's a ridiculously low amount of money. I wouldn't take him um, because he's not a wide player that can play as a central striker. So I I don't think I'd be spending the money on Hakim Ziyech, to be fair. And does he really close the gap between us and Chelsea at all? If we bring someone in that's not really succeeding there? I don't think he does. So, yeah. Uh, Why so? Agurius says, uh, is our left-back situation sorted this season? Yeah. Zinchenko and Tierney. I think we've got more than enough cover and quality in that position. Uh, Dave says, do we think that Ben White can handle Zaha on Friday? Dave, I think the question is, do we think that Ben White and Saliba can handle Zaha? You know, Saliba's going to be the guy on the right-hand side covering him. If you remember, we always talked about can Cedric handle Son? The question was in the North London Derby at the end of last season, could Holding handle Son? And the answer was no, he couldn't. Uh, you need to make sure that your right-back and right-sided centre-half are the players that are dealing with those types of players. And so it's going to be down to White and Saliba. I'll tell you what, I'd be a lot more comfortable with both of them there than, say, 
uh, Cedric and Holding doing that job. I mean, it's quite a step up to White and Saliba as opposed to Cedric and Holding. So there you go. Uh, Yasin uh, says, unpopular opinion, Isaac would be perfect in that forward spot that we are looking for, can play uh, in the middle and wide, also has uh, played and flourished with Erdegaard, would suit Arteta's style of play. Uh, the thing about Isaac is that he is exceptionally expensive. Like your 90 million euro release clause, Real Sociedad have no intention to sell. Um, he's very important for that side, even though he didn't score loads of goals last year. I get all your points. I think they're all fair. He's good, can play in a wide area, can work with Erdegaard, has done in the past, but not for 75 million pounds. Just no, Arsenal aren't going to sign any players for that amount of money this summer, maybe even next summer. I can't see it happening at all. Uh, Lynn says, would you say, Tom, that Leicester owners are trying to sell because of all the outgoings? Um, I mean, I think they're open to selling, Lynn. Trying to sell uh, is slightly different. I don't think they want to see their best players leave. Leicester are going to be in a pretty tricky situation, I think, next season. Could be a very, very long campaign for them and their fans. Uh, Who knows? Uh, We'll wait and see. Uh, Ugang says, Tom, what's your opinion on the chances that we might sign two players? 50-50. 50-50. I think it's probably about 70% that we sign one player. 50-50 we get two. I'm more confident that we bring in the one at this moment in time. Um, Deep Kundu says, Tom, we still lack goals from midfield. Do you think Tillemans can add those goals? I think that Tillemans adds goals, but I also think that Erdegaard being better adds goals. I think Vieira adds goals. I think Smith-Rowe, Saka, uh, Martinelli will improve and add more goals than they did last season. So, Whilst, yes, we lacked goals for midfield last year, I think the development of the players that we've got this season will also contribute. I think people forget that sometimes, that the existing players you have can actually be better than they were the season before. And I'm expecting that of quite a lot of our players. And I'm expecting Jesus to bring more out of them. Um, So, yeah, I think that we will see more goals from midfield. But Tillemans could definitely add that as well. Uh, So, Joe, go so slow, says, you think... Savic is that potential player? I don't know if he is. I don't think Arsenal are going in for Savic. I wish they would, but I don't think they are, unfortunately. I'd love it if they did. I'd love it. But uh, it doesn't seem to be that he is the guy. I think Tielemans is probably going to end up being the guy, but I'd rather it was Savic. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Vishal, who says, do you see the need for us to get a six? I feel like we really need a true physical destroyer slash sweeper. And I think his passing, but uh, I like his passing in Tillemans, but I think we can do better than Tillemans. Tillemans isn't a six, you know. If you're going to play him in a defensive midfield role, you've got to partner him with someone. He can't do the lone six role like Partey does. But I think that in the question of do we need one, the answer is is probably yes. Are we going to go for one this summer? The answer being probably no, because we have Partey and Xhaka and Lukonga and Elneny. And no matter what you think about the level of those players, we have four players that are going to be here next season in that area. Whilst we don't have enough uh, cover in, in the centre-forward role, and we don't have enough, in my view, in a left-eight-sided role as well yet for next season. So because we've got the numbers in the sixth position, despite their level of quality being, in some cases, questionable, we're not going to go for that, I don't think, this summer because we have the numbers. When El Nenny's contract runs out at the end of this season, I think next summer might be where we then go for another defensive midfielder, but not right now and not during this window. Um, Johnny says, morning, Tom. Sorry, I'm late. No problem, my friends. Uh, do you think we are soft with players like Torreira? We gave him loans to try and settle and now we're selling him for less than half of his market value. Again, Johnny, a player's market value is determined by what teams are willing to pay for the player. If he goes for 7 million, 
that is what he is worth in today's market. Otherwise, someone would have come in and paid more for him. So if you want to talk about his, his actual value, um, then potentially you could be say he should be worth more than what he's gone for. But the market value is determined by what clubs are willing to pay. And so far, only Galatasaray have shown any interest in trying to pay that amount of money, even though it's less than what I think most of us would assume he would have been worth. So I don't think we're being soft. No, I think we are dealing with the situation as best we can and just having to understand that there aren't too many teams that want Lucas Torreira and are not willing to pay uh, that amount of money for Lucas Torreira, whereas Galatasaray have shown a desire to pay that amount of money. So... We have to unfortunately take it and deal with that and move on to the best of our ability. Uh, V-Dub says, Tom, both you and I want Savage. Is this just a dream? Yes, I think it is, I'm afraid. I think Malikovic Savage is just a dream at this moment in time. Uh, Steve says, my understanding of tapping up is if a potential buying club speaks directly to a player without permission from the selling club. Clubs must agree first before personal terms can be discussed. I mean, Steve, your understanding, I can't disagree with. Uh, it seems strange that a club would be able to agree personal terms with the player before they've made a bid, but it happens. You know, it happens all the time. Personal terms are said never to be a problem because, you know, clubs usually speak with their representatives and their agents and get a feel for what the player wants and would be willing to pay. Uh, and that's how this kind of works. So whilst uh, they can't go directly to the player and say, here's a contract, would you sign it? They can definitely sound out their agents uh, covertly. Uh, and, and in that sense, that's what will end up happening. So, yeah, uh, whilst I agree with you, it still doesn't mean that uh, clubs don't agree personal terms with the player before they've made a bid for the player. It happens all the time in a covert and uh, on-the-line kind of way. Uh, let's go to... Let's scroll a little bit more because I know I'm forgetting lots of questions that have already been put in a little bit later um let's go to nathan who says why are some content providers i assume you mean creators content providers makes you sound like you're talking about like your television broadcaster uh one guy watching youtube is always negative and criticizing the team the coach the owners the fans and we are overly positive nathan watch what you enjoy my friends you know if if you get annoyed watching some things don't watch it it's as simple as that you know at the end of the day uh if things up irritate you frustrate you don't watch them you know, just watch the things that you enjoy, that you engage with, that you feel you can have good discussions with, that you can feel that your opinion is respected in. Um, I hope that you feel like this is a place you can do that. Um, you know, we try to respect 99% of what's said. Unfortunately, there's always going to be a 1% that themselves isn't respectful and doesn't deserve that respect. But um, I feel as though, you know, we've got a very, very open uh, forum here. Uh, and as long as you are respectful, uh, that you'll be very welcome here. And I know, Nathan, that you haven't got a problem with that. So watch what you enjoy. It shouldn't bother you that other people say what they say. You know, it's uh, it only matters what you think and what stuff you enjoy watching. Uh, Ugang seems, uh, says, seems like most of the Premier League teams are taking the benefit of the low interest rates and spending heavy. But given upcoming economic situations across the world, we might see a low spend in 2023. I do always feel that football is a kind of in its own economic bubble at times. I don't necessarily feel as though it is affected by wider world problems. The pandemic is one of the only real big threats and challenges that football has faced and football probably bounced back quicker than most uh, in that demand. So I understand what you're saying and I get that, you know, costs are going up for everybody, but usually football clubs are, are in a bit of an economic bubble themselves and end up avoiding those sorts of problems. 
let's go to uh, Scarface, who says, why not Frankie de Jong instead of Tielemans? Uh, he's a better player, and as previously said, he wants to play for Arsenal. If Bar- Barca forces him out, what's stopping us? The amount of money he costs, that's, that's what's stopping us. I don't think he's worth that amount of money. You know, Man United are going to end up paying as a full package, you know, including his wages, that I saw a mad rumour that are something like 500,000 euros a week. You know, they're going to end up paying well over 100 million full package for for Frankie de Jong without, without a shadow of a doubt. That's why Arsenal aren't going for him. It's not about not showing ambition. That's not a sensible move, especially for a player that has not really wanted to leave, or not at all. He hasn't wanted to leave Barcelona at all. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see a player of Frankie de Jong's quality at Arsenal. I think he'd suit things really well. But he's not worth the financial compromises that Arsenal would have to make to to get that deal done. It's just just not worth it, unfortunately. Um, uh, Shum says Balogun is going to Rem, uh, which is pronounced like teams, not Rems. Uh, it's teams, Thames, teams. Uh, is it pronounced like teams? Okay. Uh, the French pronunciation. Someone told me the other day it was another kind of pronunciation. So I will have to, uh, you know, get some better French pronunciation experts uh, to help me out with uh, with uh, the pronunciation of what is now going to be known as Tim's. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, depending on what was said to Zinchenko with regards to his position, I don't think we will get an extra midfielder. I think Zinchenko is still very much going to be a left back for Arsenal. That's that's the kind of feeling. An inverted one that plays more into midfield, but I still think he's going to start most of his games at left back, you know, this season. So there you go. Uh, Raf says, I think the fact that we've been linked with Tillemans for so long has lowered his value amongst fans. Let's not forget his quality. It's true. You know, Raf, you're very, very spot on. I think we get as fans a bit frustrated. Uh, a little bit bored sometimes with being linked with players consistently, especially if you were to say, I don't know, do a show every single day talking about transfers. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I do think that maybe Tielemans is sheen has has rubbed off a little bit, unfortunately, and he's not looking as sparkly in the eyes of Arsenal fans. But yeah, he's still a very, very, very good player indeed. Uh, Josh says, Tom, if we don't get in a centre mid or forward, where do you think we'll finish with the extra matches we'll play this season? If we were to go into the season with the squad that we have now, I still think it is very capable of finishing in the top four. Those signings that I think we still need to make would, you know, go a long way to helping us compete across more competitions. But, you know, we've got a better squad than we did last season and we were so close to finishing in the top four. And I don't necessarily think that the teams like Man United and Spurs and Chelsea have improved as much as some people say they have. So I still am very confident with the squad that we have. I'm very excited about the squad that we have. Um, and yeah, uh, Tyron says, is it me or is Partey's ability limited at six? Yes, Tyron, because he's not a six. Whilst he's the best player we have to play that position, that isn't his best position. You know, he's not, in my mind, a defensive midfielder. That is not where you I would play Partey to get the best out of him. I would play a genuine six uh, there and push Partey slightly further forward. You know, that's, I'd rather see Partey play in that position, but because, unfortunately, we've never signed a good number six whilst Partey's been here, he's the one that we've leaned on to play that position, which is a shame because it probably means that we'll lose Partey whenever his time at Arsenal comes to an end, never having seen him be- play his best role at the club 
on a consistent basis. But he is the best six that we have right now. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, Mark says, um, uh, you say our left-sided number eight is the hole to fill, but we've bought Vieira and we have Laconga and Xhaka. Wouldn't we do better to get a number six to back up Partey? Uh, again, because we have Laconga and Xhaka and Elneny who can play six and sure can play that left-sided eight. It's just because those players that you've named that can play left-sided eight besides Vieira, there we don't Vieira does play it's not left-sided eight is not Vieira's best position far from it whilst he can play there it's not his best position his best position is playing as close to the forward line as he can you know closer towards what Erdogan plays but slightly further forward than him so Vieira is not an eight can could can and could play there but he's not an eight the same way as I don't think Partey is a six but Lukonga and Vieira Lukonga and Xhaka I want to see better I want to see a better player in that left-sided eight position so I think we benefit more from, say, bringing in an eight of real good quality going forwards, like a Tielemans, like a Savage, etc., more so than bringing in a six and pushing Partey into that eight role. I'd rather see, you know, uh, us do the uh, the former. Um, let's go to uh, West Ham, says V-Dub, quoted Bowen as not for sale. What are your thoughts? I never thought they would sell him. <laughs> also, Vijnaldum, as others have suggested, uh, he's going to Roma from the sounds of things, so I don't think we're going to be getting Vijnaldum at Arsenal. Anyway, I'm going to wrap things up there because I'm jumping on to Mike's 27-hour-long podcast that he's doing, um, which is on right now. Uh, so I'm going to go over there and join him for a chat as well. But I th- thank you for tuning in. Thank you for always continuing to support the show. I'll be back this afternoon at 6 o'clock for a special show looking at Arsenal's transfer history and how it's changed over the course of the last well, 15-odd years. So do indeed join me a little bit later. That should be a really interesting watch. I'm hoping for you guys to to tune in for uh, for our next Let's Talk Arsenal show of the new rebrand. So look forward to showing you that. But thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Do subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.